All right, guys, welcome back to Dadology. I am Luke, and I'm John, and we are we are excited. So, if you have tuned in to the last two weeks, we have covered remember the mission and model the way. Remember the mission that God has set on your life, and model the way, which means you got to do what you want your kids to do. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It's not monkey, monkey, monkey see, monkey. Or how's the saying monkey goes? See, monkey do, monkey do, but it's like, uh, uh, oh, the 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 do as I say, not as I do. Thing. Like, no, you <laughs> no. got to do what you do, absolutely, because they're gonna do that too. Yes, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna do more so <laughs> what you do rather than you know. You can say things all day long, but right. you know, uh, they're gonna just follow in just your actions mostly. Um, so each week, uh, we've been kind of breaking down this verse in Deuteronomy. Uh, chapter 6, 6 through 9, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And like I said, we've we've been covering this and breaking this down. And so, you know, model the way is all about like just when you're walking, when you when you rise, when you lie down, everything that you do throughout the day needs to reflect, you know, what God is doing in, in your life. And so this time we're going to be focusing more on the it shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children. And we're also going to be putting in. The, the Bible verse, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that, she, that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so the Bible teaches us that it's our job to diligently teach our children God's word. Um, and most of that looks a lot more just in conversation. Um, they're going to get more out of out of the conversations that you have just as you go you know it's kind of we talked a little bit about this last week you know where you know if if you have daughters you know especially teenage daughters and they're leaving the house wearing things you don't want them to wear you could respond in a way that's absolutely not get back upstairs (laughs) change your clothes Put on that sweater that you still have those clothes underneath and then you're going to, you know, right? We know how that all works, you know, or the conversation can go more towards teaching that scriptures, right? Like, hey, you know, you obviously understand that I don't agree with the way that, you, you know, that you're presenting yourself, you know, in God's word. It talks about how we should present ourselves as if we love ourselves and respect ourselves and you know, and take right, conversation right. differently, mm-hmm. and um, and that's kind of how this all looks. And so it's it's our job to teach and to train up who is going to be the adults of this next of, of the future. Right? Who's going to run this world? And you know, it's that that verse in Proverbs is um, it it hits home to me because I was raised Catholic and. 18 i was like nope this ain't for me and you know my parents did a good job of raising us in the church we go to church you know read the bible we we went every sunday my mom was in groups 
you know, we did all that. And I 18, I ran far away and it make, and this makes sense to me because like when he is old and, you know, I'm coming around now, I'm going to be 40 this year. And here I am talking about all these things that I learned <laughs> and putting all these things into right. practice and, and actually trying to learn some of the things that I, I was given back then and how to play. So you may not see it for a long time. But they won't depart from it. It will always be there in their heart. How they Absolutely. choose to live their life after after that, and if they ever come back to it or not, is that's that's up to them. That's their life. But it, it will it'll always be there in their heart. Well, I mean, there's a reason why Scripture says that His word will never go void. Um, it honestly, it the biggest like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pet peeve that I have when I'm listening to people preach is it drives me nuts when they don't use scripture or they use a scripture briefly, like a small snippet of scripture, or they just talk about what it says in a very like, well, in Luke's version of the Bible, like, (laughs) right. Like that drives me nuts because no, I can say good things and say things that seem like they're great, right. but they're going to go void. It's mm-hmm. God's word that never goes void. And so when when you do talk about scripture, and even if your your child does decide to rebel and make, you know, because ultimately it's their decision to follow God or not, mm-hmm. you know, but they will know that they will have that. That is something that will be kind of, you know, in the forefront of, of, of the thoughts, even alongside that. And I, and I know that because, you know, when I was going through those years, now I rebelled just in a different way, <laughs> you know, and, but I still remember when I was rebelling, there was always like scriptures that would come to mind, like that were, you know, that's just how the Holy Spirit worked. Our goal as fathers is that when our children turn 18, that they're going to be ready for the world. And that's going to look a lot different, right? It, it's not just, um, you know, teaching scripture, but it also is just teaching life skills, which you're going to find in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. How to run finances. We can teach that through scripture. How to how to have good relationships with people. We can teach that through scripture. And so all of those things um we we have to be teaching those things and training those things and they're going to get a lot through how we run our finances as dads in the home you know and how we provide and how we handle situations and are we people of integrity or right. not right you know they're going to take those things on regardless of once again what we say um but that's the thing right like our children they're going to be future doctors. They're going to be teachers, lawyers, church planters, youth pastors, pastors, dads, and moms themselves. Right. And I was actually, I was listening to uh, a sermon. Uh, I've actually been listening to a sermon series um, about anthropology, which is just like study of men. Most of it's very lecture based mm-hmm. and I'm a nerd and I like doing that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> but one of the guys that speaks is his name is Vody Bakum. Um, if you guys have, have not listened to him, amazing guy, big, big old dude, just deep voice, you know, like when he speaks mm-hmm. and, 
And uh, he was actually talking about, so he, he went out and he has started a university in Africa, in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not, you know, and so he, he says it's really funny when he talks to people here in America and they ask him, they're like, so you started a seminary? And he tells them, no. He, they're like, so you started a Bible college? No, I started a university where we teach liberal arts. And we, we he's like, we want to have doctors and engineers and all of that stuff come through. Because we are, he's like, the name of the school is the Afri- African Christian University. It's a university that we're teaching all these things. He said, why do we do that? Because not everybody is called to be a, a pastor. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And he's, he says in there that we as people are called from the beginning, to, you know, it, right there at the start of Genesis, it says we are called to take dominion, right? And, and that's what we're ultimately teaching our kids. There are, you know, most of our kids are not going to be pastors. They're not going to be youth directors, and we understand that and they're not going to be in the NBA <laughs> or the NFL. Some or, might, some might, some might. Some might. You know, it's one of those. You know, we don't want to. You know, we obviously don't want to like completely just bash our <laughs> kids' dream. You know, right. but it's one of those things. Absolutely, the likelihood of them going into Major League Baseball. You know, the NBA, NFL is very, very, very small. So I would. For me, even though like I have, you know, I have three daughters and one son and my daughters love watching gymnastics. The likelihood of them being an Olympian is very, very small. So I'm not going to put all my time and money into, you know, yeah, we'll do gymnastics once a week or, you know, or something like that. And let them have that enjoyment and being able to be part of that and see if that's something that they want to, you know, do and, you know, long term, you know, because most kids get into these things and they don't even actually enjoy it. (laughs) But you don't know until you do it. Like, I wanted to to play the guitar when I was a kid and I, I wish now that I kept playing. And I knew, right. and I had that skill, but you know, two, three lessons in, I was like, I, I think I'd rather play the piano than this. And my mom was like, I'm not buying you a piano. So now I don't play the guitar. <laughs> and back then, the Facebook Marketplace wasn't a thing. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it was <laughs> you, go, you go on a Facebook Marketplace and there's free pianos like crazy because people are like, get these heavy things out of my house. <laughs> Too bad, right? right. That, that stuff, yeah, it didn't exist. You know, It was even. called a garage sale. That's fair. That is true. But typically, they still wanted money out of it. It wasn't a get this out of my house thing. You know, and so, no. But Ironically that, enough, from what I've noticed, because we have, like, Facebook Marketplace and, and, you know, Craigslist, which is dying out now, a lot of times yeah. when you see things in the yard, there's a sign on it that just says free. Just get rid of it. Like, I'm not even going to try to give it away. It's outside. You can just take it. it. Yeah. We've done that plenty of times. <laughs> We've had uh, yes, small houses and <laughs> like <laughs> funny story. So we had this uh, one of those little plastic play kitchen things. Yeah, and for you know we got it. It was a gift for my daughter. She played with it in the house, and it slowly made its way to the backyard. And it sat in the backyard for a while. She played with it, and then finally it was like, okay, we need to 
we need to move on from this. We put it out on the curb, and I mean, it went quick in my neighborhood. <laughs> and the best part is, I don't know if it was like later that day or the next day, we were driving by, you know, going down the street to get to the main road, and my daughter goes, hey, there's my kitchen. <laughs> Somebody else's front yard. <laughs> that is amazing. That's my kitchen. <laughs> we were like, well, somebody decided that they wanted to use it because we were done with it. We hope they love it. And they get. <laughs> she was just like, That's my She's like, where did that kitchen go? Wait, why did they have my kitchen? They stole. Man, the Bible says <laughs> that is hilarious. That is like so she funny. knew we were doing that. It was right, just funny right. that I would have never <laughs> noticed that it was sitting there. and she, her little eagle eyes were like, that's Ooh, my kitchen. That's my kitchen. And kids are crazy like that, oh, right? Man. They're not going to see the trash in the floor. <laughs> that's my kitchen over there. <laughs> that, oh. that is hilarious. Now, so when we, that dollhouse that we had was one of those, like, it was gifted to us by somebody else. And, you know, it was like Christmas present or something. But it was one of those, like, like Barbie size ones. So they're, like, bigger than just... Like your normal, like little kid yeah. dollhouse yeah. thing, and that I'll never forget though. We put it out on the curb, put it out on Facebook Marketplace, come get this thing. And I, those, I'm pretty sure those people spent like a solid 45 minutes trying to get that huge thing into this their little, little bitty SUV. <laughs> <laughs> they were like trying to add, like, yep, yeah, trying to, like, hey man, you got now a lot of this hey, yours, it's bro. yours, bro. <laughs> Take it as it is. Yeah, like, listen, this is yours. I got some rope. <laughs> it comes with it. Yeah, there you go. Tie that hatch down in the back. <laughs> exactly. So it was it was kind of humorous. They did end up getting it in there. They called somebody or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but they ended up getting it and, and taking it off. But it was just such a funny, like, just watching them try to, like, get this huge thing in right. there. So I'm like, that's just not going to work, dude. But good luck. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so, uh, but absolutely, you know, like I said, you know, so they are the future doctors, teachers, lawyers. We got to teach our kids to take dominion over every area that they're going to be, right? Like they, they're, they need to be able to cultivate where they're at. And so when we say mold the clay, it's a word picture, obviously, right? Like, you know, you can mold, you, like, well, if you ever been to one of those pottery shows things, they're actually really kind of cool. I, I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, I thought they were going to be like really dumb. <laughs> a teenager like, this is going to be so boring. Hey, I was the kid that was a teenager and wanted to be in pottery class. So it but wouldn't that have been boring. That, that wasn't me. I was like that foot, like the football jock guy. This is good oh, I played basketball though. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but I remember like, you know, because they have one up in... Uh, uh, Eureka Springs mm-hmm. and there's a guy that does like a show and talks about scripture and how God molds us and things like that. It was, it was honestly really cool. After the words I was like, man, this is so cool. <laughs> that was, you know, and he's sitting there twisting and shaping all the clay stuff but beforehand I was like, this is this is so dumb. <laughs> I don't want to do this. As we would be. Yeah, as right. Kids. As, as, you know, teenagers and preteens and right. things like that but I ended up, it was awesome but but ultimately, molding our children requires us to put our hands to it, right? Like, it yeah. requires us to put in the work and actually, like, mold it. Like, if the guy would just sat there 
pushing the thing with his <laughs> just foot and spinning. It would just sit there as a blob of clay on there forever. It would have yeah. never made it into that vase or whatever. Whatever he was be. making. Yeah. And it never would have gotten to that point if he would not have put his hands to it. And so that is something like as dads, we have to do. And so it's our job and responsibility, you know, in molding every one of our kids to do that. And so there's some uh, nice, I got some nice alliteration here for us. Okay. Um, we're going to, we're going to put this down into four different P's <laughs> makes it easy to remember, you know, alliteration. Is alliteration, alliteration. Well, that's what they always taught us in, in <laughs> seminary. You want somebody to remember your sermon? Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so the first one is uh, plan. There is an old saying which says people do, people don't plan to fail, but they fail to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so make preparation make a plan and, and that's gonna look different for each child you know yes yes <laughs> right they're all different absolutely Everything. even even if they're the same even twins there's little things yeah they're different yeah they may look exactly alike, but the brains are completely opposite um you know is <laughs> so make the start making that plan but in order to kind of work through how that plan needs to look, you also need to kind of go to God before you start making plans, right? Like, right. that's the start of that. Like, go to God and, and really, you know, pour out to him and just say, God, I want to start leading my kids. I want to start, you know, teaching my kids and training up my kids. And, and I don't know how to do that. Right. And he's going to reveal that to you. You know, of course, that also requires that you go and study some scripture. <laughs> As a, I'll say that means you're going to do some work. Yeah. yeah right. As I've you said have... in every one so far, it's not easy. It is hard and it is worth it. Absolutely. But exactly like we said, you have to put your hands to it. You have to put the work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so make that plan. Start working on that plan. Ask God for what that plan needs to look like and start implementing that plan in your children and in your life. Um, so, so the next one is pick up. We all go through moments when we need someone to pick us up. All right. So one, one concept that we teach here at the church a lot in almost every one of our life groups, this is kind of something, well, at least content life groups. This is something that's always, it's in all of them. And it's the whole thought process of having, there's three different people you need in your life. Men, you need people in your life. <laughs> Stop bouncing out of church as so long as the doors swing open, right? right? Like, you need to start seeking people in your life. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, you need three, these three people in your life. You need somebody who's a Paul in your life, a mentor, somebody you can go to, mm-hmm. somebody that can, you know, that you can reach out to, to, you know, when you're going through a situation when your kids are acting the fool and you don't know how to how to handle the situation when your teenager is not listening to you you need somebody that you can go to who's already been through that stage of life who's already worked through all of that that you can ask some questions let them pour into you a little bit pick you up a little bit um the second person that you need in your life is you need a barnabas right so paul you know, Paul had Barnabas that went with him and did ministry with him side by side. So you need somebody who's in the same stage of life as you are. 
somebody that's more of like that friendship relationship and and somebody that you can really kind of bounce ideas off of right you know and even you know you might learn something that then you teach that you know you go and you talk to them about it and they're gonna learn stuff and they talk to you about it and you're just kind of doing ministry and you're doing life together and you're in the same season as as each other and you're just kind of working through it they're praying for you you're praying for them you're just there but then the third one is the timothy relationship right you everybody every dad needs to have another dad who's in the season behind them now if you're a dad who's about to be a dad right like i mean if she's pregnant she, you're you're a dad, you're a dad. yeah you're a dad you're right. doing things you're doing dad things <laughs> you're doing dad things exactly you already got the honeydew <laughs> If you don't know what that is yet, you, you're not married. You don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So, as <laughs> even if you're in that stage, then you can still have a Timothy person who maybe somebody who's just about to get married, and you can right, talk to them about marriage. Right. You know, or somebody who's who's graduating high school, whatever that age gap looks. Obviously, people kind of enter different in different periods of life into marriage into you know fatherhood and things like that but you need somebody that you can pour what you've learned into them um and something that you can impart into people um now obviously imparting is much different we talked about this last week uh or last podcast where um you know, we we made the statement that you can you can teach the things that you know, but you only impart who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you can so having that Timothy relationship is going to give you that ability to impart things into somebody, which is so crucial to to just the ministry and the relationship that you have with God. Uh, guys, you remember we talked about writing things. I'm writing these down because I don't have those people, and I need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's that's kind of like this whole deal is like the the contrast between me and Luke is like he's like what like you said went to seminary and he knows all these things and I'm new and I'm trying to learn all these things so sometimes he'll say something and I'm like yo if I'm writing it down some of y'all probably already write this down too <laughs> <laughs> that's true but I mean that's the same thing with me though like I'm always you know the the job that I have I work from home I work I'm sitting at a desk you know most of the day and potentially find sermons online but i find sermons from people who have been doing ministry for years Mm -hmm. decades even and i do that because one their knowledge is insane like it just blows my mind you know and it humbles me (laughs) it definitely humbles me because i'm like we all need to be humbled we do we do and and so it definitely humbles me when I'm like, you know, I'm feeling good. Like I've been writing some theology content for the church and I'm like, man, I'm feeling good about how it sounds, you know, and I read it and I'm like, man, yeah, I do like this. And then I go and listen to them and I'm like, man, I totally missed the mark. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, not that I said anything wrong, but it didn't sound that good. <laughs> Start reworking this yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I got a lot of red on my paper right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so... You need somebody, so you need those three relationships in your life, but definitely you need people that can pick you up, help you move forward when you've messed up, you know, you need some other men, you know, in your life. And that's why we have dad life in the first place at our church. We have, you know, our life group, we have dad life and we have several other men's groups for this very reason. 
And I've actually always been one because I lead our dad life group at the church and I've always been one that intentionally goes to find dads who's been doing it longer than me and most of the guys. But I also intentionally find guys like we have two guys in our group, you know, whose wife is pregnant with their first like, yeah. You know, and they're about to dive straight in, <laughs> you know, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, these are guys that get into the group so that they have that support system that now, I didn't have. Now, yeah. Right. So like start that now. Yeah. Not a year from now when you're like, I don't know what to do. What's going on? Like, you're going to have questions. You're going to have things. And it's and you. a lot of people, they, they do right now before the kids here, but they don't have that. And so it's great that we have those people in in our group that we can we can answer those questions and we can pour into them and and like well this is how this worked for me and and move into that because so that they're like you're never going to be prepared no <laughs> but it'll give you some sort of preparedness yes. to move into that yeah there I've always said I'll probably say it on uh, you know on this podcast more than once there's two things in life you'll never be prepared for marriage and kids. I don't care how much prep you try to put into it. You're never going to be ready for it. Not fully ready. Can confirm. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes, definitely. Um, and so the next P we have here is push. Uh, so sometimes God uses us to position our kids where they need to be, even when they don't want to do something. <laughs> Which is every day for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um definitely this one's hard right growing, like, growing up is hard yeah. growing up is hard yes growing up is is really hard and you know i'm sure if all of us take some time to remember what it was like for us to grow up you know intensify that probably a good bit with social media oh, and gosh. you know bullying isn't just some people at school now like it's constant all the time right. online offline yeah. at school you know, and so, yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, it is really difficult for them to grow up, you know, but once again, that's where we need to be putting in the work to, to mold that, you know, and when, when Satan is trying to do things to bring them in, you know, away from Christ, then it's our job to recognize that and hit that mm -hmm. and, and stop that. And it's, gonna be uncomfortable for them right like yes have your kids you know if you have teenagers and you've never been a household that's really sat and prayed you know before a meal and you guys start doing that and then you start asking your teenager to start praying they <laughs> they're gonna fight <laughs> but guess what keep pushing keep yeah. challenging right right and that's that's absolutely we have to challenge in order for growth to happen happen then we need to position our kids in situations that are going to be a bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's going to help you grow in areas you didn't know you needed to grow in uh, i'm learning patience like mm -hmm. I've, I've always considered myself to be a pretty patient person and i am for the most part but it's different with kids yeah it's 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 a totally different form of patience that you have to learn because you 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 may know something and you're like this is why i'm telling you to do this it's there it's just going to hit them in the forehead and and not go anywhere and so you have to learn that patience to keep 
that challenge going. You have to keep challenging them. And, yeah. and eventually they're going to get it, but it's going to challenge you too, not just them. <laughs> like you're both going to be walking through that in vastly different ways to get there. Right. Right. You're gonna, yeah, definitely going to be learning different things. That's for <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And, um, and hey, for some people, you might be learning the same thing. Like, that's I'm true. almost 40 and I'm barely learning how to actually communicate with, with people. So, <laughs> having to teach my daughter how to communicate, I'm like, I'm right there with you, girl. We got to learn this together. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, sometimes my, come, my words come out a bit jumbled that's as well. Right. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. No, we're going to. We're going to have our kids. We're going to push them into these uncomfortable situations. It's going to require us to grow as well. But we do know that growth happens when we're when we're in situations where it is a bit uncomfortable. Um, you know, and, and it may be something simple like you had mentioned, you know, in uh, in the first episode where you talked about how you just started reading the kid's Bible with your kid. Right. Yeah. It was simple. You know, but, it, you know, it's not a super deep theological thing, but it was something that even though it was just to start doing things with her, it ended up leading you to a lot more. Right. You know, right. and so as much as it might be uncomfortable for them, it's most likely going to be uncomfortable for you as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's OK if you don't do it right. I would rather you step out and lead and do it wrong than do nothing at all. Right. Uh, right. Someone said something once, and I'm probably going to butcher this as I did in the beginning of this podcast, (laughs) if you didn't catch that. Um, (laughs) Most success, you can't have success without failure. Yeah. Like you, you might succeed at certain things the first time you do it. But if you continue to try to be successful in anything, is you can't have that without failure, which means you're going to fail with your kids. We we all are. It's just mm-hmm. going to happen. But it goes back to having those people in your life. You're going to seek that advice from a mentor person. That way, that person that's below you, that's like, hey, what did you do in this? Like, I know exactly what I did with this. And I know what this person told me about this. And we're going to help you out. We're going to get this together. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I mean, <laughs> to speak into that a little bit, you know, I've got a buddy uh, that I work with, you know, the other day we were just talking about how, uh, you know, just kind of working through like anxiety, you know, he's asking me questions. Now he's not, he's, he's not married, he doesn't, he's not a father, but he's always seeking like knowledge. So when he does, uh, be, you know, become married and, and, and becomes a father, um, and uh, he was asking me, he said, you know, do you ever feel bad if your daughter, you know, your daughters or your kids are, are playing by themselves? And I'm like, no. I was no. like, honestly, they need me they need, time just yes. as much as I might need it, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, they do. Uh, they, don't, they don't know it, but they do. They do. And, it's, and I told him, I said, honestly, I find it quite enjoyable to watch them, just watching them play and watching them, you know, like figure things out oh, and yes. use their imagination and create little games inside their head. Like it's, it's kids are way more creative than people give yeah. them credit for. If you, I'm going to say something controversial. If you turn off the TV and let them play, they, they're going to moan and groan. They're going to talk about how boring it is. They're not going to want to do it, but just give it a little bit of time. And it's amazing what they can create. Mm-hmm. And what they can do with their toys and 
uh, if they like to color and draw, like they'll start to like my daughter's at a point now where she's like, I'm going to try to draw a princess. And, and then like, here's her flowy dress and everything. And it's like, they're, they're amazing. It's amazing what kids can do if you just give them the outlets to do those things. Yes, absolutely. In that conversation that we were also having, um, you know, he asked me, you know, am I ever anxious about, you know, their future? Am I ever fearful about what the world is going to be like when they grow up? You know, and and I think that's a very common fear for every, yeah. not just dads, but for moms too as well, yeah. or just being a parent. Um, but, and I told him, I said, you know, I used to be, I used to be terrified. It's, <laughs> if you look at politics at all, like I used to be terrified. Right. You know, about the world that my kids, you know, could possibly grow up in, you know. But then I I had the realization, you know, he actually asked the question, you know, it was like, you know, how did you overcome that fear and anxiety and things like that? And I told him, I said, I said, it's it's honestly really simple. I just had to recognize that my fear and anxiety and questioning and all of that stuff was just a matter of distrust. I wasn't trusting God mm-hmm. in those things. And and not trusting in God, according to the word of God, is sin. And so in order for me to kind of move past that one, I had to repent, right? Like, God, I'm so sorry for not trusting you. But then I, I went in and I studied more about like how God is in control and he will take care of his people and he you know and and you're reading those things puts you know and that's it's simple you know repent you know get in the word of god and let him pour pour his word over you let the holy spirit guide you through that and take all that in you know pray to god lay those things down at his feet it's the same answer to every everything in life. It's the same answer, right. and it seems simple. It's you know, there's a difference between simple and easy, obviously. Right. <laughs> you know, but that was the thing: is in order for me to get to the point of trusting God and not have anxiety and fear and worry over my kids' future, it had to kind of just come through that, and it was a process. Um, and, and some of us are still processing that. Some there are probably people who are listening who. Is still is in that boat right now of super anxious, yep. super fearful, yep. <laughs> right? Yep. And um, and so, but so we'll go ahead and move on. So our next one, our next P here is pause, and this one I think is really important. And this is not one, you know, I I, I don't think it's taught enough because we teach a lot about you know pushing and teaching. And moving and, and what to talk about and things like that. But the pause moment is really important because you have to let some of those things that you're teaching, you have to let the heat hit it. You have to let it kind of simmer in there. You have to let it get implanted into their heart. And it might look, pausing and letting it do it might just look like a repetitive thing of just talking about it. That one thing that you're trying to work in with your kids you're trying to teach them it might just be talking about it as you're going about right it's going back to the verse right as you're moving through the day you have you talk about it when you see it on the tv you know you know a lot some tv time a lot some time to just have a little bit of fun you know i'm a firm believer that god wants us to enjoy this life (laughs) you know that we're living um and so it's okay to 
you know, as long as that's not like constant in your, right. you know, in the home, uh, where entertainment, you know, you got to find your balance. Exactly. So if you have some time, you know, either at night or whatever it is that you guys just, you know, decide, or maybe it's just like a weekend thing, you know, where throughout the week we're going to work, we're going to, we're going to, you know, have some fun with soccer or football or gymnastics or dance mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. Um, but as you're kind of moving through those things and, you know, and you're doing those things and the TV's turned off, you know, to talk about those things. Or even like I said, when the TV's turned on and something on the TV show is said and then you go, well, you know, scripture actually talks a little bit more about this, right, you know, and, right. you know, it, but pausing and letting God work that in their life is because we're not the Holy Spirit. No. And nor do I want that job. <laughs> Makes me think of the the movie Bruce Almighty, where he's like, "Yes to all," yes, and then yeah, he yeah. just moves on. Yeah, and then the, and the like chaos the yeah. happens. Because yeah. yeah. that's what would happen uh, mm-hmm. if us as a human try to do that. It would chaos would ensue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> yeah that that movie. That's a, I, I like that movie. That's a good one of his. Uh, yeah. That was blasphemy, but it made me laugh. <laughs> I don't think that's how God works exactly, but yeah, that that one, uh, that movie was a good one. It's it's kind of that's one of those yeah, like lighthearted, you know, yeah. just for fun, like funny things, and and so. Uh, but to mold the clay, we touch their heart. We shape what's in their head and strengthen their hands for all God has for them. To mold the clay, we we touch their heart, shape what's in their head, and strength and strengthen their hands for all God has for them. This goes back to what we were saying earlier, and we want our kids to be able to to look at life as taking dominion, right? Mm-hmm. That like in like I said in Genesis, there you know, uh, God had commanded Adam and Eve to to take dominion and subdue. And this was before the fall, okay? Right. So God commanded us to... So work was not a product of the fall. <laughs> now, arduous work was a product of the fall, and laziness is a product of the fall, but work was... God works. He's He's a working God, and right. and we are made in, in that image. And that image of ours should look like him, which means we need to put in the work in order to strengthen these things and, and get our kids to a place of of taking that dominion. When they become adults and they go out into the world, what like you know, whether they are doctors, NBA players, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, or because some of them there are some absolutely absolutely and there are actually really awesome christian dudes who are in you know Derek carr's my boy right you know i knew that was coming yeah of course anybody that knows luke yeah i'm a raiders fan absolutely now he's gone from the raiders now you know sad to see him go but i know he's going to be successful wherever he goes because you know he follows god and and um and so 
but like I said, there are definitely people out there in, in these, you know, bigger things like NBA, NFL that that do, you know, believe in Christ and they and they preach that and they teach that and mm-hmm. you can see that in their lives, right? Because right. they're not getting into all the stupid trouble and they you know right. they they're not their character is not completely tanking, <laughs> you know, you know, by all of a sudden they've got this huge influx of money and there are going to be some whose kids will go into professional sports. Most won't, you know, you know, but like I said, we're going to have kids who are farmers, agricultural people. Mm-hmm. We're going to have kids who are artists. Yes. Right. <laughs> we're going to have kids who are musicians. Right. Yep. But taking dominion shows that what that looks like is that in everything that they do, they're showing God glory. Right. And, right. and so, Music might be worship leaders. They may not be worship leaders. They may just be super, super incredibly skilled and they get into the music, you know, into a production company and preach Jesus there and everybody gets saved. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It may yeah. look completely different than what we expect it to do. Right. But the thing is, is we prepare them to take that dominion. Right. So now we're going to talk about what the difference between like teaching and training looks like. So there are many professions like we've, we've mentioned teaching, nursing, master electricians, whatever it is, um, where we know any job that you have, there's a time where you, you know, you have that training, you go through the really boring, like orientations (laughs) of jobs and, you know, and then you have to sit with somebody that shows you and like the shadowing progress, you know, process, whatever that looks like. There's always a time where there's a theoretical instruction but then there's definitely a time where you have to get your hands on it. Yeah, I'm a hands-on learner. I am too. So. I, I, I learn best by just doing it and I, I, failing and fixing and it. And fixing it. <laughs> I learn I learn I learn best by watching it. Like show me one time, and then I'm gonna do it and ask you questions. I'm gonna fail, and then I'll probably get it right forever. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I've there's <laughs> not not a hundred percent forever. I'm just saying is right. like if I see it, do it, fail, do it right. It's something that I can I, from the that point on. Better. It sticks. It sticks with yeah. me better that way. And and I'm the exact same way as that. Um, I, you know, I, I I do want to see kind of the process. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm not going to take away every little bit of thing of that. But I want to go then right. and and work through one. You know, a couple of them and. And that is like in my job, that's what my manager had done with me, where she was just like, you know, she showed me once and I was like, she was like, so do you want to shadow some more? And I was like, no, I just want to go try one. And so, and I would, after I got done, I would email her the files and then she would, she would, of that first email <laughs> had like 21 mistakes on that sucker. I'm just like, okay, I got to fix this, 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 and this, you know, and then, but then the next email had like three. Right, like right. just because I'm like, okay, now I see why, right. you know, it's, yeah, I, that's how I learned for sure. But obviously, there's a difference though. You have your, your in in your instruction and training, and um, but teaching is giving information. It's theoretical. It tells more than it shows. So it's giving wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. It's breaking down concepts, answering the why. Which if you have a three year old, there's a whole lot of whys. 
everything is why. <laughs> why? 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 It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, makes me think of uh, Jim Gaffigan, where they're in the car with his kid, and he's like, Dad, what is that? Look at that stick. And he's like, well, that's a satellite. What's a satellite? Ah, it's a stick. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's a stick. It's a stick. You right. You right. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, yeah, so teach them everything. So, obviously... We answered some of the big questions, right? Or the macro, right? The big picture. So that's the why, the who, the what, you know, who, what, when, where, how, why, mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, so, like, we're going to teach them how to love Jesus. You know, we teach them, we're going to teach them gender identity. You know, there is a difference between a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something we, nowadays, we absolutely have to right. teach. Um we teach them the value of ownership. We teach them how to treat people, you know, you, kindness, <laughs> right? You treat people the way you want to be treated. That you know, golden rule comes from the Bible. That's yep. something Jesus said, right? So we, you know, we teach them about, you know, the kind of person they want to marry, right? So dads, if you have daughters, the way you treat your wife is how they will think that they need to be treated Treated when they're when they're married right so if you yelling at your wife or you blowing up after every little thing that happens or you guys are arguing things like that going through fights which you know and your heart's hard and things like that and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot more to that than just saying things you know if you're at that point then that's going to rub off on your daughters but even more so on your sons Right. So mm-hmm. and so much so that abuse centers won't take kids that are 12 years or old, male kids that are, are 12 years or older, because that that mindset's already there. You know, the verbal, physical abuse is already in their head. And then so it's a lot of times in that sense, they they, they go through a counseling process and try to break through that, which modern you know secular counseling is is awful (laughs) um it doesn't teach biblical concepts which is what is going to set people free in the first place right and so um but you're gonna have to have those hard conversations so you need to talk when it's appropriate (laughs) i'm gonna insert that when it is appropriate you need to talk to your kids about homosexuality uh, about lying, pride, rebellion, peer pressure, generosity, honor, about having character, mm-hmm. integrity. Like we can go on and on and on. And there's so many things that we need to talk to our kids about that are awkward conversations. Yeah. But it's so important uh, because if you don't talk to them about it, somebody else is going to. And it's not going to be right. Yep. Especially that if is, your kids yeah. are in public school. <laughs> Yes, like I learned a lot in public school. I learned, a, but not from a teacher or a book. And nope, <laughs> there was a lot of things that uh, I definitely had the wrong worldview of. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, coming out of high school, thankfully, thankfully I did. You know, I, my family was really active in church, and I had there were several men that were good at recognizing my attitudes and pride and things like right. that, and. I feel yeah. like with this list, though, like you look at this list and you're like, well, all this makes sense. But the one that usually stands out for people is pride. And they're like, what do you mean? Because there's a difference between pride and prideful. Yeah. In the sense of like, if I do, if I put in 
a lot of hard work. I want to have pride in my work. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between being that and being prideful about everything. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, and a lot of people that don't know, they, they they would see that list and be like, "Well, what do you mean pride? That's that's a good thing." And it's, yeah, it can be, but right. it could also not be, depending on how it's being used. Right. And you know <laughs> that actually pride is is a big one as well. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with celebrating a win. In right. your life. Right. You know, in fact, we need more people to celebrate wins and talk about it. Like, are there people, when you start talking about the wins, get all cranky about it and upset? Sure. Because they, they you know, there's some things that God needs to work in them. Right. right. But that's, but we need more people to come out and talk about the wins and the things that God is doing in their life. Why? Because there's somebody else that's going through that same thing that you're coming out of that needs to hear that God can do it. Right. Right. Talk about the wins. Like it's okay. And you don't have to be a jerk about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so um, training is hands on, you know, moving into training. So training is hands on. It's practical. It shows more than it tells. It's a see, a say, and a show, right? So this is your micro. This is your day-to-day type things. The yeah. the constant conversations. The you know, or or if I'm I'm not I I'm not your typical like manly man person. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I'm not I'm I I'm not a handyman. <laughs> I, I'm not going to fix the sink. I'm going to either call somebody. If I'm being completely honest, my wife will do it because she's <laughs> way better at it. But I can fix computers. <laughs> I can do that. Like there, I got certain things that I could do and certain things <laughs> oh, that I like our water heater broke, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to call this dude because I don't know how to. I, I could watch a YouTube video. I could probably figure it out. But yeah. also, I rent, so I don't have to. <laughs> That's also true. As an owner, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it is a little yeah. bit different. Definitely. But it is, is the, the small steps every day yeah. look very different than the big picture of like, well, this is what we're doing and why. Yeah. The, the small steps are the, the repetitive things. They're the things that uh, right. you're going to have to learn patience in because they're not going to just pick it up the first time. And maybe they will. Maybe they learn the way I learn where it's like, That's I true. saw it, I do it, I got it. But also, even if they got it, they're kids and they're going to push your boundaries anyway. Yes. No. And Right. You know, micro, that day-to-day you know, training is, like you said, the small steps. You know, make it creative. Think about it a little bit. That's where the whole planning thing comes into play. <laughs> you know, plan it out. Like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a guy that goes out and works on the vehicles and wants to teach those things uh, to your sons and daughters, plan it out. Make it creative. Right. Talk about it in a creative, fun way. Right. And right. and if they drop a tool, don't yell at it. Right. <laughs> you know, I know that's the joke, but it is true. <laughs> like, it's easy to get frustrated when they don't do things right. Like, have that patience. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know, but it's it's repetition and it's and it is long term, but it is a long term repetitive this is what we do. This is how we do it. You know, and, and so um um one of the i remember there's a i'm trying to remember his name uh awesome like one of the all-time greatest wide receivers uh played for the Raiders for a little bit 
Um, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Was it Rice? Yeah. Um, yeah. He would always talk about how when he was on a team, he would actually tell his coaches to treat him like a rookie every time. Even though he obviously, his skill level was not at that of a rookie. Right, right. But he would tell his coaches all the time, treat me like a rookie. Coach me like I'm a rookie. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. If you see me make this mistake, point it out immediately. Treat me like a rookie. And he would tell that to every single coach that he had because he knew what this this concept means, right? That even though he had he was quite a bit further than just than a lot of players throughout history of the right. NFL, but he under had that understanding that he he was never to the point where he was perfect in his right. play. Like that right. he that there wasn't anything else that he couldn't learn. And and so he took this whole concept of that day to day small step seriously. Right. To the point that, hey, treat me like a rookie. Treat me right. like I'm brand new at this thing, right? And so, um, but this is kind of going to where, like, our kids will do what we train them to do. There is always frustration when we give our children unrealistic expectations. I wouldn't expect my three-year-old to have a conversation with me about having self-control when her mind is just immediately... You know, we can, we can talk short things about it. Right. But until she's probably in that kind of like five or six, she's it's really not going to like, that's not something that I'm going to go in depth in. You know, in our fifth episode, we're actually going to talk a lot more about the different age and kind of how you work with yeah, different ages. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I do as well. That's, that's actually one of my favorite ones because it's very practical. Right. You know, these are a lot of concepts and these are a lot of big thoughts on this. But the we you know our episode five is going to be a really good one that you guys can look forward to because it's going to be a lot more practical. Like this is how you work with different age groups and right. things like that, which I, you know <laughs> I try to I look at and I and I listen to and I've taken notes on because I'm like you know I've got one who's almost eleven who's getting close to that teenage years <laughs> and I'm like she's already acting like a right. teenager, <laughs> you know, and so. Um, but we don't want to give our kids unrealistic expectations, right? Like, especially, like, why would we expect our kids to do something that we aren't willing to do ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So I can't, you know, <laughs> if you have a teenage son who you now have found is addicted to pornography, but you are as well, you can't expect them to break that when you haven't either. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> I don't even have a response because, yeah, yes. Yes. No, yeah. and, and that's that's what we're talking about. Like, you you impart who you are, right? right? It, like Th- That's where the this is hard. And yeah. a lot of your molding the clay with your kids is you're going to go through stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to have to learn a lot. <laughs> You're going to have to learn a lot. And it just goes back to the what we're teaching them is, uh, or like you did with your friend, like the anxiety and the fear and the world where it is. And if in those moments of us having to learn a lot and go through a lot is, is where do we, that's a teaching moment for your kids is where do we go when we have that? Like we have our people that we need to have in our life, but ultimately we need to be going to God and we need to be praying about that. And we need to be seeking that. And if you have 
someone who's older, like a teenager or reaching the end of their teenage stages, they need to see you be able to do that because that's what they're going to learn. No, absolutely. Children don't just know how to add value in the home. Right. Right. They don't, you know, they're not, they're not going to automatically know how to do the dishes. No. no. You have to teach them. You have to teach them. And, and, and dads, you have to do it too. <laughs> I'll speak to myself on yeah, that. So I, I, I wash the dishes. I'm pretty, I've right. gotten pretty good at washing the dishes more often. Yeah. Took me a little while, but I, mean, I did. Same here. And, you know, like we've started with uh, my five year old is like, okay, you're going to do, I'll wash them and you're going to dry the plastic dishes, obviously, not right. the glass ones. And it's like the yeah. silverware, you're going to dry it and put it away. You're gonna, but we didn't start that till now, and it, it's a process of like, mm-hmm. here's the towel, here's where these go, here's your do these, put these right. away, then here's the next bit. And those first couple times, she dropped them on the floor and you had to rewash it, you know, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> it, don't get mad. They're five. What? It's exactly. gonna. They, exactly. They're not gonna do it perfect the first time. You didn't. I I, I still drop things. I dropped a bottle of. A hot sauce the other day and it shattered everywhere and i'm like i gotta clean it up now yeah so when your kids drop something obviously you're gonna get frustrated but it's how it's the character that you build and, and that they're gonna see is how do you respond to that right exactly but yeah so they don't know how to add value to the home they don't know how to use the potty no nope. right they don't know how to brush their teeth nope. correctly they don't know how to take out the trash Clean up after dinner. They don't even. That's not even something that comes to their mind most of the time. Right? <laughs> I'm done playtime. Yeah, you see, right? They're already gone. And you're like, oh, hold on. You need to come get your dishes. And put them. Right. Yep. And so do their laundry. They don't know how to make friends. Right. Like that's something that yep. needs to be learned. They don't know how to treat people with kindness, and they don't know how to properly communicate. These yeah, are all. Those are my two big ones. You got to. <laughs> Treat people with kindness, everybody, even if you don't agree with them. You don't have to agree with them. You still need to be a kind person. You don't need to be a jerk. And I'm learning how to communicate. And it's um, it's amazing how much better life is when you know how to communicate with your spouse and your kids. As I'm learning 10 years into marriage, I'm like, oh, it's better when I can talk to you and not just <laughs> assume you can yes. read my mind. <laughs> what? You can't read my mind. It, <laughs> right. It's a thing, guys. Trust it, me. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's not just a thing that women do, even though movies and things like that make that out to be that way. Guys kind of have this weird expectation that they're going to know what you're thinking. And they, you know, and it's just like, no, they don't. No, you need to don't. talk. You need to communicate. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, if, if, if you've never been told that you don't know how to communicate, or anything like that, then whatever relationships you've been in or are currently in, that person obviously doesn't care enough or they have the same issue. Yeah. But if they don't have that issue, then obviously they don't care enough to help you with that or to point it out to you. Yeah. Because, you know, one thing my wife is always like, you've never had this, like no one's ever told you. And I'm like, no, no one's ever told me that. <laughs> and clearly, because all those people were not right for me. <laughs> and my wife was finally like, Yo, uh, this is not what you do. And I'm like, I love oh. you. <laughs> and I'm going to say something that might offend you. I'm a sensitive person and I get offended from my wife 
or people I care about because I'm sensitive. So I get, I don't, I don't, it takes a lot to offend me. I'm of, of many cultures, um, from my parents and everything like that. So I don't get offended in that sense. I get offended in the sense that I'm sensitive. So if my wife is matter of fact, I'm like, Oh, you don't love me. Like I'm that kind of sensitive and offended. I'm not offended of the world. Right. Just well, correct that that statement. (laughs) A big thing about it is you can't be passive when teaching your kids. You can't be passive when training up your kids and, I, you know, and I said this earlier, I would rather you step up and try to leave your home and do it incorrectly and then, you know, let the Lord work those things out in you than you just choose not to do anything at all. Right. Like right. that's that that's is worse. That, yeah. That is absolutely going to be worse. way more harmful to your family yep. than it is you making mistakes. Right. Because if you make a mistake and you have to ask for forgiveness, guess what? You're teaching forgiveness yeah you're teaching <laughs> communication you're teaching forgiveness you're teaching to ask for forgiveness yeah you know it goes back to the thing where like if where if you have daughters and all they ever see is you arguing with your your spouse it's like you're gonna have arguments and disagreements you also need to show them that at the end of it you come back and you ask for forgiveness like hey i was wrong that's a thing guys right yeah <laughs> you're not always right <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> Even if you think you are, <laughs> even if you're you not. think you are, you're not always right. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we have more experience, and we you seventy-five, know. twenty-five <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, but man, let me just pray for you guys. Um, thank you all once again for uh, listening and tuning in. Um, we're really excited about how this is going and what God is going to do through this as we move through it. And so, God, we just want to come before you today, Lord, and just lifting up any dad that listens to this, God, that that you've imparted something into them, Lord, that they can then impart into their children. And God, we, you know, the goal of this is to lead dads to you, God, so that they can lead their families to you. And Lord, we need your Holy Spirit working in this. We need your Holy Spirit moving through us and then the dads that do listen to this, God. And I pray that this also sparks some things within them to go and to learn and to study more. And, you know, however that looks, God. And Lord, I just also pray for protection for these dads um, that, you know, the enemy is going to attack. The moment they step into these things, the enemy will attack and we need your protection and your grace for when we do fall and lord we love you in your name we pray amen Amen.